In a litmus test matchup with a Western Conference playoff foe from a year ago, the Utah Jazz pass with flying colors and the Rockets do not. A blowout performance from the Jazz that might be their best regular season performance in two years. We'll talk about it coming up on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you in part by the store, 6200 South and 20th East. And get your holiday shopping done. June buys come on a Friday, and tomorrow's a Friday. Pork tomatillo, Thanksgiving leftovers, strongly suggest the two. It's a feast. It was a feast for the Jazz, and in kind of every way possible. Ron, I'm really I'm thinking about it. I'm running through last year when the Jazz went down their run. The, the, the best performances were the win in San Antonio without Donovan, the win in Minnesota to me when they went in. But Minnesota was out, Jimmy Butler, but it was near the end of the playoff run. This was as good as any performance the Jazz have put on since they got hot last year in Detroit. I mean, this was incredible. You know, I'd have to agree with you from top to bottom, meaning offensively and defensively. They were able to put put it to a very high-scoring team that can explode at any time with, with, the, you know, with that backcourt. So I'd have to agree with you, especially the 70 points in the paint. You didn't expect or you wouldn't expect the Jazz to get to the basket as often and, and with such efficiency as they did tonight. The Rockets came into this game over the last 10 games, the number one offense in the league and number 27th defensively. They looked one of those two things. Yeah. <laughs> so let's address the 27th defensively because the Jazz sliced them up all night long. The Jazz scored 27 points in the first, led 27-18. Then they scored 26 in the second and then blew them out 38-11 to in the third. And the night was over. What did the Jazz do so beautifully offensively against a flawed Rocket defense? Uh, again, they were breaking the defense down. Now, this team switches all over the floor. Okay, so when, what the Jazz were doing was was uh, creating the switches, the mismatch that they need, and then they would beat them off the dribble and, and was moving the basketball and getting good, very good looks. Three-point shot wasn't really the shot that won the ball game for them tonight. I thought it was their ability to get into the paint, getting layups, not by one by, not by two, but three or four guys getting to the rim and, uh, and, and just getting high-percentage shots. Jazz ended up shooting 50% from the field, and a lot of that percentage went down in the fourth quarter because of you know this, the, the, the personnel they had out there on the floor. I mean, you kept saying it all night long, just keep attacking. Keep. Ta- I mean, right. you must have said that 20 times in the first half of the game. Well, one thing that the Jazz uh, do well is when they are able to break the paint. And this is Quinn's M.O. I mean, this is what he likes to do. He talks about breaking the paint and, 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 and kicking, uh, getting those good looks. Joe Ingles tying Brian Russell tonight with four three-point field goals. And those are the kind of looks you get when you break the paint. That's what Quinn likes. That's what the Jazz need to do in order to win. And, and I think the coaching staff knows that. James Scott says, this was a gut check game. I realize the Rockets haven't been good this year, but when you lose your star three minutes in and the team rally together as a team, just awesome performance all the way around. Okay, let's even dig into that a little more. So Rudy Gobert gets ejected three minutes into the game. Just, I don't want to belabor it. So terrible foul call on the jump ball on Rudy. Then Harden flops. Rudy's really upset, rightfully so. He's been screwed twice, but Rudy snaps at this point, and the ejection is justified. You yeah. cannot do what Rudy did, yelling at the official and swiping stuff off the table and stay in a basketball game in the NBA. Yeah, but this is a carryover from the Miami game. You from know, he both got sides. From both sides. He got fined, uh, and, and it was a carryover. He was very, very upset in that ball game. Didn't, retali- didn't react to it physically. He reacted to it verbally, got fined, 
but it was a carryover from that ball game, that's for sure. But that is probably still, in my opinion, and I'm sure Rudy will disagree with me, and he's welcome to if he listens to this, tell me that I'm full of it, I don't mind. I think this is a reaction to the pressure of being Defensive Player of the Year. I think this is a national TV game against the team that beat you up in the playoffs, and you're so fired up to prove that you're, and now you're getting screwed, and you snap. And, you know, he's going to have to learn how to deal with that. Like, that's that was my take on what I thought I saw, was the passion and fire of Rudy Gobert being too much in a night where, and I think we frankly have seen the pressure of Donovan Mitchell being Donovan Mitchell, get to Donovan Mitchell this year. And these guys, as much as it's the same team again, have to find themselves inside this individual season. And maybe that's part of what happens tonight. Yeah, exactly. And I totally agree. I, I think Rudy's got a handle that's better. Uh, I think he'll learn something from tonight. I think Quinn's going to have a long talk with him, maybe even Dennis Lindsay, about the importance of him keeping his cool, staying out on the floor. The defensive plan tonight was geared to do certain things, and he was very much a part of that. Uh, Derek Favors really covered his butt, you know, because Derry Favors done a, a very good job there as well. Now, as far as Donovan's concerned, that's sophomore season. And not only Donovan around the league, a lot of these sophomores now are, are finding out that uh, it's a little bit different the second time around. So, uh, Joe Shannon wants to know why Rudy got tossed. He got a foul on the jump ball, which seemed like a brutal call. Then he got called a minute with two minutes and 17 seconds into the game, into, or two minutes and 47 seconds into the game on a flop where he and Harden were batting Harden flopped. And frankly, it, you can talk about it. Was a, it's a brilliant play by James Harden. He's perfectly aware Rudy has a foul. He's perfectly aware he can't go to the basket on Rudy. He knows his old night is different if he can get a second foul on Rudy. So he goes in for a rebound and flops trying to get a call. Like, it's brilliant. And it worked. And Rudy snapped and came off the sideline and swiped at all of the gear that was laid out on the table. You can't do that. It could hit a fan. He's going to get fined for that, too, because that could hit a fan. It's dangerous. And then told an official some things that if you ever said to someone on the street, you'd be in jail. So so he got ejected. Um, It's Rudy's passion, but it's got to be controlled. Now, this is the reason I brought it up at this point of the show. Ron just said it a minute ago. The entire defensive game plan tonight is based on Rudy being in the middle, and he is gone. I said at the time, oh, no, we could lose by 50 tonight. And my thought on that was, we built an entire shoot-around and game plan that was to get into James Harden's body to a point where if he drives, that's fine because he's going to run into Gobert. And now Gobert's not there. And our whole play with Chris Paul was to snake underneath and to not switch on it and stay with it because Rudy's going to be behind him, and he's not there. And somehow the Jazz got through that. Yeah. It's, it's totally, you're totally right about that. Not a lot I can add to that for the, for the most part. But yeah, the fact that the Jazz – and I thought the Jazz were done. I thought they were done there at that point. I thought that they were going to start uh, getting outworked and, and getting suckered into to calls, and, and all of a sudden the Jazz were going to be out of the ballgame because of just not being enough veteran players because I thought Harden and, and, and Chris Paul was smart enough you know, to draw fouls and that type of thing, but it, it didn't work out that way, that, that, uh, and the Jazz just took it to them. Great win. I mean, this is a great win for the Jazz, you know, Hadn't had a lot of success here at home. So, two wins in a row where they're both up by 30 against very good teams. The Rocket, the Spurs win to me was you hit 23s and you set a franchise record. This is different. This is a game plan, a execution. The Jazz finding themselves as a team a little bit, just kicking the crap out of a Rockets team that was a 65 win team, clearly is not anymore. And 
I think this is the kind of win that can have a lasting impact on, or loss that can have a lasting impact on the Rockets as well. I, I think this game's got a chance to have a little bit of, like, I'm going to watch the Rockets here in their next three or four games and see, do they, we, we're going to learn a lot. If they don't win their next one or two with incredible fire, then they got something wrong because they got humiliated on national well, television. Well, the, the media is already talking about how they're not as good. I mean, they're, they're already talking about um, the fact that, you know, that Carmelo Anthony, uh, Ch- chance that they took getting him uh the fact that they lose a reason now they're not a very good defensive team and and you know they're, they're already criticizing them so i would imagine the media right now in houston is, has a lot to say about this performance and pr- their performance going forward are they as good as last year can they match and be as good as they were last year and, and a lot of us think no i don't think so all right guys we need to have a moment let's have a moment the next 24 hours can be really frustrating for you. You're going to want to turn on ESPN and every other national thing and read whatever you read and hear about the Jazz. You're not. You're going to hear about the Rockets. Yeah. If we're as good as we hope we are from tonight and the play against the Spurs, we'll have plenty of time for team to talk about us again. Yeah. They talked about us incessantly last year. We'll have plenty of it. Let them talk about the Rockets and the Spurs and all those other teams while we find our groove. Okay? We good? Yeah, All right. The Rockets are supposed to be right. the way they're good. Right? You don't want to be talked about this time of year. You want to be talked about in 40 games. Exactly. If they're talking about you right now, it's not good, unless you're the Toronto Raptors. Have a good one.